Hey, welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. It's Dr. Devin Dunn. I'm a forensic and child psychiatrist. I'm also a dad and a dad that also struggles with the day in and day out chaos that is life and parenting. You know, we're all trying to wade through the muck together. And there's a reason why I call it Huddle Wisdom and not Devon Wisdom. You know, because no one is is perfect. I'm a freaking child psychiatrist and I still struggle with my parenting. People think, you know, just because I'm a child psychiatrist, I should be good at parenting. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. If, If you only knew. I mean, I have good days and bad days. Just like anyone else. I feel the guilt of not measuring up. Messing my kids up. You know, the fear... And there's also this extra layer of shame attached to the fact that I'm a psychiatrist, not just a child psychiatrist, but a forensic psychiatrist specialized in looking after young people who have gotten themselves into trouble. (laughs) You know? So there's an extra layer of imposter syndrome, shame there for you, all in the mix. But hey, you know what? Um, the fact of the matter is uh, we, we all fall short of perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. But the pursuit of perfection, um, you know, some would say it's, it's a worthy pursuit. And it's certainly, I, there's things about that which I agree with, I think we should strive for excellence. But we just we just have to be a bit careful when we talk about pursuing uh, perfect practice because it doesn't exist. And the reason it doesn't exist is because we we cannot predict the future. There's things outside of our control. You know, we delude ourselves into thinking that if we have a set of guidelines or a set of best practices. Realize as well, they're called best practices. They're not perfect practices. And they're, they're not straight lines. They're guidelines. We all have to color outside the box sometimes. It's unrealistic to expect that we're always going to face situations which allows us to apply guidelines or best practices in the way that they were written. Life is hard. Life is not easy to predict. You know, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he said that, and I'm going to butcher this uh, quote, but something along the lines of, um, plans are not everything but planning is everything something like that and i think it's in the it's it, in the planning process that we get um we get value you know we get so much out of the planning uh, because it's it's a mental process a process that is subject to change 
alterations, adaptations, evolution. We need to evolve with our kids. We have to evolve with our context, changing circumstances. There are things we cannot control, so we have to be flexible. We have to be able to change. But, um, but we need to put some thought into how we do things, hence the planning. doesn't mean that uh, if we set plans that they're going to work out, and if they don't work out, doesn't mean that we failed. You should expect failure, but then you should also expect that you can learn from those failures. I hope that makes sense. Folks have asked me, how do I parent my children or their children, our children, while feeling depressed or being depressed in the midst of a depressive episode or in the midst of a panic attack? And I say, you know, it's bloody difficult. It's bloody hard. It's, it, sometimes it feels impossible. But it is possible, my friend. I know this because I have had depressive episodes. And I know how difficult it is. I, I get stuck with feeling the pang of anxiety all day, all night. Sometimes it causes bad dreams, insomnia. I feel drained the next day. And it's hard to find the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual energy to do the work of being there for our kids so that they feel heard, seen, understood. But it's possible. It's possible to do this. And it's possible to do this well. Not perfectly, but we can do this well. You can do this well. Alright? We can do this together. We need to huddle and use our collective wisdom in the service of helping our children grow up in a wholesome, healthy way so that they can be good to themselves and good to one another. But it's hard, you know, being a parent, someone who suffers from depression and raging anxiety, but also that extra layer of shame and imposter syndrome like I mentioned earlier. And I also give parenting advice. I mean, how bad is that, right? <laughs> we all struggle. It's even harder for single parents. My goodness, I take my hat off to you. You, you are my hero. You are my heroes, you guys. There are so many things about, um, about life that makes parenting difficult. You know, you there are the practical aspects. You have to, you, 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 you have the actual job of keeping them alive, right? Maintaining structure, facilitating routine and order, all while ensuring 
the place where they eat and sleep is clean, warm, secure, and that there's an adequate food supply, which means maintaining some kind of income. That's hard. And then there are the social aspects. You know, how much do you have to fit in with the needs of others and your own? Your, and, and also juxtaposing that with your own need for community. I mean, because it's so easy to feel burnt out, you know. It's very easy to feel burnt out these days. And, and for introverts out there, you know, who can extrovert with the best of them, we, we crash afterwards, you know. It's very difficult. And especially if you need to be social in order to get income. And then you come home and you've got very little left in the tank. I know you know what I'm talking about. How do you accommodate for friendships and need for community while also wrestling with this fact that you also need to restore yourself, recuperate. And let's not forget also the psychological and emotional aspects, the educational aspects of parenting, right? The demands and expectations of society and the world on your family, yourself, is massive. It's massive. There's a lot going on. You know? <laughs> Thinking about it all gives me uh, enough stress to get shingles. <laughs> you know, when you're depressed, anxious, traumatized, it's so tempting to fold, to give in, to just stay in bed, hide, run, freeze. Totally understandable. It makes absolute sense. We, 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 we are all biological organisms, right? Outside of the spiritual, we still have biology. And I always, I joke to my, with my parents, you know, one of the problems with being human is that we have a brain. You know, if we were animals, it would be so simple. You know, if, if there's an obstacle in front of you, you, re you just use, you know, your instincts just get activated and you deal with whatever's in front of you as you're equipped to, to do. You might run, you might fight, you might hide, you might freeze, you might, you know. But with humans, we see these obstacles in front of us. Not just do we react by hiding, fighting, freezing, but we might also add extra layers of stuff on top of that because our brains are thinking, what is this in front of me? What does it mean? What does it say about me as a person? Are these barriers going to keep coming up for me down the line? And then you get anxious. I get anxious and then I think, oh my goodness, I'm not able to deal with this barrier and then you get depressed which of course is crazy because it brings on the very barriers that we were trying to avoid in the first place <laughs> but at that moment you have a choice you have to decide when the world is in front of you 
pressuring you, putting demands on you, do you choose to engage with that or with your kids? And Devin, that's a false dichotomy. It's a false dichotomy. It's not fair. Life is so much more complex. You know, I think I, I go back to that saying, we, we are in the world, but we should also operate in a way that is not of the world, if that makes sense. I think that applies to our parenting life as well. We have to make choices, you know. I think um, I would say now that, look, I don't have the answers, all the answers, okay. I know life is complicated. And making choices, which could be a false dichotomy between our kids and the world, is not fair. It's not fair, Devin. I know it's not fair, but that's the way it is. Many, many times we have to choose the world over our kids because we feel like we have to work to get money. We have to pay bills. We have to get to client meetings. We have to see patients. That stuff is important, right? We have to get our kids to school in spite of their protests, their resistance, their fear, their anxiety, which is all very real. And then when you're depressed and anxious yourself, it just adds layers, layers of difficulty. But my friend, it is possible to get through this. Okay? I'm going to talk about how we think about this so that we are in the world, but not of the world. And some things for you to, uh, to consider, which may not fix problems, but it might help you to feel like you're needing to wrestle less with this stuff. What stuff am I talking about? So, you know, as parents, um, we, we we need to always make decisions about how much time we spend dealing with a problem in the world as we sacrifice or face the prospect of sacrificing time and attention, uh, time with our kids. Does that make sense? But I'm not saying it's, uh, it's right or wrong to choose one over the other. I'm just saying that there is still a choice that we have to make in our lives all the time. And we can feel bad about the choices that we make, especially if it means sacrificing time and attention um, with our kids. Especially when they need us the most. There's a pressure, the demands of the world. You know, it's... 8.30 in the morning and your child is throwing a tantrum, having a meltdown, or they're fearful, they've got a stomach ache, they don't want to go to school. There's something scaring them at school. And you're getting anxious because of a sense of urgency that you need to be somewhere at 9 o'clock. 
And what happens is, in that moment, we can lose ourselves. We can lose ourselves. We can lose our connection with our kids because we're so anxious and worried about repercussions of not getting to a deadline or a meeting at nine o'clock. Is that fair for me to, to put this out there? No, it's not fair, but it's real. That's what happens. This is what happens. And we have to make the choice. Do you, do you attend to your child and sacrifice the demand or sorry, the, um, uh, the opportunity of being on time to a meeting at nine o'clock in the morning. This is just one example, right? Do you decide to sacrifice that and prioritize your child? This is what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a dichotomy that uh, that is so unfair but it's one that parents have to make every day right and it creates many ruptures in our relationship with our kids now before before you have an, a panic attack or spiral into depression let me just say this even though we have these mini ruptures which are expected Okay, let's get real. These mini ruptures are expected. You have to anticipate them. They happen. They will happen. And they will continue to happen as long as humans exist. Right? Humans choose the world over their kids. But many times we also choose our kids over the world. The good news is that there is room to reconnect. And we can reconnect well in such a way that it provides a salve for the ruptures that happened beforehand. It's never too late to fix things. But you have to connect and reconnect before you can fix. It's in the fixing that you can strengthen and bolster your relationship with your child. Because that's where all the learning happens too. You know, you got, you got to help your kid out of the storm. And then afterwards, you can do all the debriefing and, and getting real deep and talking about the things that hurt and the things that um, matter. And you can move on hand in hand as you anticipate the next storm that's likely to come. Because that's nature. That's life. We have choices, choices to make in moments of despair, anxiety and fear. Do you choose the world or do you, do you choose your child? If you have to choose the world, that's fine. Make sure you reconnect and repair and fix with your child afterwards. It's not easy. It's not easy, my friend. But, you know, we do have to think, what are we clinging to in this world as well, you know? Not only do we make choices that sacrifice relationship with our child, um, what dreams, what goals, uh, what sorts of 
selfish needs do we have that you know that we, that that get prioritized over our kids what are you striving for why are you striving so much whose expectations are you meeting and why does it matter if none of those things actually add value to the quality of your connection to your kid have a think you know step back take stock reorient yourself we all do that right we all succumb to the same pressures of the world like i keep saying i'm not saying that you should forgo work okay or you should forgo your goals or your dreams i'm not saying that but we all make choices we all have to put food on the table we all have aspirations of doing doing things getting better ourselves I'm not saying that's bad thing at all i'm just saying that we should recognize that inherent in the choice to prioritize our goals and 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 in our dreams or pursuit of dreams we have to make sacrifices it's just a fact all i'm asking you to do is just make sure you think about this more often I'm not saying you're wrong okay because i do this too i i have dreams i have goals i'm human right but i have to reorientate myself always what choices am i making what sacrifices am i making and are those sacrifices jeopardizing my relationship with my kids if they are i need to make sure i make the time for they for them to reconnect to reconnect repair you want financial freedom so you can have more time with your kids great but is that really the reason why you want financial freedom ask yourself that don't get me wrong okay i fantasize about that stuff too but deep down is it because i really want to spend time with my kids or is it that i want to escape the unpleasantries of life we need to face life and its unpleasantness and its beauty and all the things that it can offer but we should not be bound by them your family needs to be your anchor point you know the the times that i've chosen to ignore the ticking clock when my kids are in the midst of a hard morning um in most cases i never regret it brings me more joy and edification when i see my children overcome struggles with me by their side you know untethered undistracted by the demands of of the of the world the times when i regret it is when i choose the world i choose the 9 a.m meeting and then i get to the 9 a.m meeting and more cases than not it's cancelled or someone decides to reschedule you know they're late why did i even rush you know the world doesn't wait for you so why should you wait for the world or why should you wait on the world if that makes sense i know why we do that as i've said before right sometimes it's it, we we do have to make these choices so you know why i've been doing 
the last couple of months is actually, you know, being less, um, maybe being more selfish, not selfish, but selfish, just, just being a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word, uh, less, le- fe- feeling less of a need to pander to the, <laughs> to the world's uh, requirements. Because when, when, when time passes, I don't want to look back and think, why did I not choose my kids more? Why did I not choose my kids more? Some folks, of course, you know, as I said before, you can't afford to be late to such meetings. And, you know, they may have to be, um, and, and you may have to hurt your kids because you've sacrificed time with them in order to attend a meeting or what have you. You know, there will be times when you make these choices and it will cause friction and disconnection points, points of disconnection. But like I said, it's not a lost cause. Far from it. If you can come back and reconnect in such a way that your child feels seen, heard, understood, secure, that's amazing. My girl, this morning... I was feeling so stressed about needing to be at work. And I just got completely careless about your feelings. I'm so sorry. In that moment, it must have felt so awful for you that your dad raising his voice at you. I imagine that would have been so scary for you. Maybe you might have felt sad or angry, confused. And you're totally right to feel mad at me and to have those feelings. I would be mad as well. I love you so much and I want the best for you. There might be more mornings like this for me in the future. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. If I get stressed, please remember it's not your fault. It's just that I need to learn to manage myself better. I've had those conversations with my kids from time to time. You know, I get on on the verge of tears, even just, just, (laughs) just talking it out just now for you, I'm on the verge of tears. But parenting is hard and doing it depressed, anxious, alone is stupid hard but i don't i don't have all the answers if you have concerns about your mental health please 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 speak to your doctor reach out to a friend or counselor therapist or or someone that you trust think about the things i've said my friend and i really do hope it it helps um you know, if you're, it, if you're in that situation where you just feel alone, just know that you you are in good company. I tell a lot of people who come across the show to check out the free training that I have because I I do believe um, it holds keys 
to unlocking some of these um, difficult situations that we come across in our life. Huddlewisdom.com forward slash connections. Um, if we can't, if we don't know how to connect or reconnect with our kids, we can't fix the situation for them. We can't help them when they're feeling hurt in the way that makes them feel heard, seen and understood. But they're just concepts, you know, they're mental models to, to help you understand um, how you might develop a more intuitive um, approach to these tricky situations where there's no right or wrong answers. But these are mental models and frameworks that you can lean on when things get chaotic and confusing. Um, it's free, you know, they're free, free um, materials. Uh, no, no video, I don't think, in the connection training material. So you don't have to waste your time watching. You can just listen in your car or while you're doing housework or jogging or whatever. Um, huddlewisdom.com forward slash connections. All right, my friends. Um, I hope I hope that was useful to you. Um, I wish you a great week ahead uh, with your kids, with your families. And um, yeah, I'll catch up with you next time. You've been listening to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Thanks.